Hi, I'm Lee. I'm Ria. I'm Marley. Number one, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at like doing things for me. It's going to take us about two weeks to learn it. Would I want to go to him if I wanted to hug absolutely not? Actually, give yourself a bit of a break. Mayonnaise, <laughs> better out of a jar. I've been overruled, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody and welcome back to, why don't you laugh at me, <laughs> welcome back to our next episode of, is it really worth talking about? <laughs> Did you forget the title? I did, um, <laughs> for a second. Oh gosh. Anyway. <laughs> is it really worth talking about? Um, so just to start this episode off, we're just going to have a discussion around weird food choices because we've got some slight disagreements in the green room today. <laughs> because Number one, which cheeses me off every time we talk about it, pineapple on a pizza. Oh, no. That's me. I love pineapple on pizza. Oh, I hate it. Absolutely when your mum brings it out. <laughs> like, we go around to Lee's mum's, like, before COVID, we went around, like, every week, and now it's, like, every other week. And sometimes she'll give us pizza, and it's, like, two of the worst pizzas. Oh, my God, what's the other one? <laughs> One's the barbecue beef and onion. That's oh, lovely. I love that. Oh, yeah, see? I love that. Why do you hate about that one? I don't, I don't like Hang it, on, right? where did she buy that? Because I'd love Asda. to buy that. Mm, okay. And then... It's big as well, it's lovely. The ham and... The ham and bloody pineapple. And then, to make matters worse, because a couple of people obviously don't like these pizzas, then she brings out a pepperoni, and I'm like, thank the Lord, Luke, with his massive bloody Hulk hands, grabs <laughs> half the pizza, and there's nothing left for me. <laughs> <laughs> pineapple on a pizza's, yeah. No, right. whenever, pick the I, order, the whenever way to I order go. a Domino's, the and Dan, I'm always like, oh yes, like my top tier Domino's is like Texas barbecue or barbecue base with pepperoni or something like that. Straight away, they're like, so we'll get one pineapple on. Absolutely flipping <laughs> not. Why I'm with you on the barbecue a... though, aren't I? Yeah, Daniel always base. wants tomato base. We have barbecue. No, I'm with Daniel there. Has but I do barbecue. like, um, what, you don't like barbecue base? Not unless it's a Domino's meteor pizza. Otherwise, oh, like, my I don't, I'm not a fan. Barbecue's like too sweet. Oh, I love barbecue base. Yeah, me too. Do you know what I absolutely do? And I always get ridiculed for is a banana and cheese sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally... Fluid. I've known you this long and I've never known you... What? A banana and cheese sandwich. I used to have a banana sandwich every weekend, guaranteed. I am literally... If you could see my face. <laughs> there was a moment of silence there. <laughs> a banana sandwich was like a ritual for me every Saturday. I'd always have a banana sandwich. Has to be white bread with a thick layer of butter. And recently I've started adding cheese to it. Are you 90? <laughs> White bread, I... thick layer of butter, banana, bloody cheese. Was... And a fresh banana, no brown spots, thanks. Oh, oh see, I like... worse. What? See, I can't I handle hate... it when people get me green bananas. No. Yeah, I, I like the green... spots. No. Yeah, the spots, yeah. Thank you. Oh, you can have all of mine then. I'd much <laughs> rather a green banana than a brown no, one. No, you want it soft no. and nice. And when you Hard. eat them when they're green, they're like, you bite into it and then in it's the like middle, crunch. it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like the crunch. Don't want a banana to crunch. <laughs> Hold on. So where was the moment you ever thought, oh, a banana sandwich, let me add cheese? <laughs> Let's open this up. <laughs> I don't know. I think I was discussing with someone about having a banana sandwich. And most people are like, that's a bit weird. And then I can't remember who it was, said, oh, I like those. I have cheese. So I thought, I'll try it. I like a bit of cheese. And it's nice. Is it? But the only thing is you can't, it's not a sandwich you can take to work because... Because banana it's goes stupid. soggy. Because you'll be sacked. No, the banana goes soggy and it's just not... 
It's not like a ham sandwich you can just take with you. I don't even know if I could have banana in a Like, I love banana on toast. Do you know, I'm going to oh, make... No. Well, it's also much... there's not much difference no, in I it. No, I know, but I don't know. There's something about the, the heat with the cold. That sounds quite nice. But yeah, Thick, in a sandwich, white, soggy sandwich. You're both wrong. Bread. Mm. Can you, you like bite into it? No, I don't like any... I don't like, like jam on toast. Like, <gasps> oh, no. Jam on toast. I've literally, in my fridge now, got this cherry and amaretto jam. I still have oh. not tried that, you know. It's flipping delicious. No, thank you. I... Um, was baffled by your family's admiration for cheese and grape sandwiches, but even that I get. Oh no, not over... cheese and grape. Cheese right, and grape but sandwich. cheese and grape goes together like on a cheese board. No one's ever put bananas on a bloody cheese <laughs> board, have they? True, actually. <laughs> actually, a fair point. But don't knock it till you try it. Well, I'm not going to. But as, head of respect... <laughs> as head of catering, maybe next time. If the first lot of catering you do on this podcast is banana and banana sandwiches, you're going, you're sacked. We're, we're looking for new recruits if anyone's interested. <laughs> also, I just had a thought. The other thing I love to do, I'm not sure if this is so much frowned upon, is putting my McDonald's chips in my milkshake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Classic. I think that is just sounds wrong, but tastes absolutely insane. Divine. Oh, that was when I never knew about that. I did um, the best man speech for Kirk and Sarah, and um, like my point of making like because they're very different, but they seem to work. And I put out on Facebook about that, like tell me some things. And that was the first time I ever heard that. It was Luke actually that told me that he dips it into his um, strawberry milkshake or whatever it was, and um, I thought it was completely disgusting. But then. <laughs> I tried it. It's a taste sensation. <laughs> it was actually really nice. <laughs> My friend Daniel, shout out to Daniel, chicken nuggets and chocolate spread. Shut up. What? That. Yeah, he said, don't Why do I want to try this it. immediately? Literally saying, when, I still haven't, but anytime I think about it, I'm like, oh, where's my chocolate spread <laughs> for me nuggets? <laughs> Are we talking Nutella? Can it be I think it supermarket be any. I think obviously Nutella would be like top third mm. option, but I think any chocolate spread, to be honest. Mm, so when are we ordering McDonald's then, guys? I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, head of catering. Have you ever tried the... Oh, you don't like jam. Have you ever tried the... You know, like in America, they always talk about peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like peanut butter and jam on toast. Have you ever tried I don't them? like peanut butter. I made that oh, for Luke a few lovely. weeks ago. Peanut butter and jam on toast. Yeah. It's lovely. He, was, he said it was all right, but he'd rather like not have it together. <laughs> It's nice. What I love, what my go-to is, right, before Marmite brought out the Marmite peanut butter. Hey, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they did. Oh, so before that, right, stole my idea, Marmite, but we'll we'll talk about that <laughs> another day. Um, <clears throat> always Marmite, peanut butter, brown sauce on toast, sometimes put some strong cheddar cheese on top. Genuinely, if you like Marmite, don't knock it till you tried it, because it is a divine combination. Mm, I'm just not the biggest fan of peanut butter. Mine's Marmite. I can't stand Marmite. Oh, I love Marmite. Literally cannot stand it. Do you know what I actually really love doing? I'm really out in myself now, because I've never told anyone this before. <laughs> oh, God. But what I like doing is um, when I... <laughs> you want to see her now? Oh, no. When I, when I have, like, Marmite on toast or Marmite on crumbits, I like to take a bite of the toast... And a sip of milk at like the same time. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Um, and sometimes I'll dip it in the milk. What? Just tastes great. Also, I've just remembered the fact of when I was went away <laughs> last year <laughs> on the shepherd holiday. Oh no, that'll be done. I saw Marley in a completely different light. Oh, gosh. When, I don't even remember. Yes, you do. When we had that roast dinner, 
And at the end of it, Marley proceeds to pick her plate up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and lick off everything. Literally <laughs> lick the plate clean, yeah. <laughs> but the best bit for me is she tried to do it without Sharon watching. <laughs> 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 I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> it still sticks in my mind. Is it? I've got a picture of you there, this side of my eye, where you were sat. <laughs> I just did the action of licking. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be done. Waste not, want not. I do drink the milk out of the cereal bowl after I. Yeah, everybody really should do that. But that, yeah. like Daniel's, the only person I ever know that licks his plate clean after roasting air. <laughs> so then to turn a look over and see Marley, literally like the dogs that she's brought on holiday with us, <laughs> licking. Didn't need to wash it up after. If anybody else licks their plate, please feel free to get in touch because I feel like we're not on our own here. Oh, Waste not, want not. Why would I? Leave all that gravy on a plate and what you also learn about me on that holiday is i don't like dribbles of gravy i want it swimming in gravy she went straight to that kitchen i don't, I don't, more gravy. I don't mind the the not leaving gravy on a plate but you then go and get like a piece, piece of, of bread. bread yeah 100 and mop it up well sometimes i'm one of those people that regardless if i just eaten ten thousand calories why would i add on the extra calories you know <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You know what I, I mean? Believe like, it. Oh, you know, like when you get delivery and it's like fifty pound, but you won't pay like the extra three pounds. That's one step too far. 100%. Like getting that bit of bread to mop up the gravy. That's one step too far. <laughs> oh God! Uh, well, we've learned some things today. There you yeah. go. Uh, on top of already, we'd already just learned as well. Like we were just saying about Marley and the book that she should write. <laughs> I'm sat here eating some olives at the moment, and we've just learned that <laughs> Marley um, used to pick olives yeah, as a. <laughs> I picked olives for three days once. <laughs> <laughs> they bring back bad memories, apparently. Yeah, it's because when we lived in Spain, we had like this land and like 80 olive trees on it. And like, yeah, we just, you lay down a net, everyone gets a big stick and hits all, hits the tree until you think the olives are falling off. And there you go. Like a pinata. Like a pinata. Olive tree. Yeah, and it's like Ooh. hell. You don't even get a benefit from it. Because olives are horrible. <laughs> And you don't even get the olive oil that they press it into. So all in all, it's... And I didn't, obviously didn't get the money either, so what a shambles. All right, on that note, moving on. So, enough of that laughter, back to some seriousness. Um, so after our last podcast on anxiety, we had a few comments actually from people... Um, that we thought it was best to go over and discuss and have a little bit of a part two. Um, Lee, I think you've got some of the comments there, haven't you? Yeah, it was just one of the, like, we'd had more comments about that than any other one and <clears throat> we didn't get round to mention in everybody's comments, so I just wanted to kind of quickly do that before we move on to our next topic. Um, but one in particular that I wanted to get round to was the um, side of somebody who is, um, what am I trying to say? Like the the partner friend or whatever, yeah, the, what it's like for the other person. Yeah, who's watching somebody struggle with anxiety. Um, but I just want to just shout out a few shout outs. Um, Andrea, um, she was talking about, she was being quite open and talking about how meditation really helps her. It took a while to get to uh, get her to a place, where, but now she's um, loving it. So that was, just, thank you for sharing. Paula Burt, thank you for sharing yours. Medication has helped with hers. Um, Nicola was talking about their daughter um, in year seven, actually got to a point where she couldn't even go into school. Um, and then they ended up doing CBT, which kind of helped. And um, 
which is quite interesting for because we're not training in CBT. No. But we do I very do. Little amount, don't we? we do. I, I used to work with CBT when I was at the school, um, so I kind of have dipped into it. But um, yeah, it's, we're not trained in that really. No, because I think obviously we deal with like we rip out the past, don't we, to deal with the present, and CBT is more like here and now so it's like more solution based therapy isn't it yeah so it would give you great coping mechanisms for anxiety yeah um and then i guess if you felt that you needed to dig deeper that's when you'd dive into what we do yeah and like we do obviously use a bit of cbt like it all everything crosses over but yeah i'm glad that this kind of helped do you remember like just on that like being in secondary school and what that was like in terms of like anxiety like you went to an all-girls school didn't you mm-hmm. um what did you do i went to spain oh yeah <laughs> we, were going, we were going to that <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like do you remember what the anxieties were like as a young girl going to an all-girls school and like no i have to say i genuinely don't feel like i experienced any anxiety in going to school really like, i loved school I also had a good group of friends. It was, when they say oh, school was the best time of your life, genuinely I think it was. Right. I Can't from the get-go. Obviously the first day of school, there's anxiousness around that. But other, but because I think I went up to secondary school with maybe one other person. So we didn't know anyone. So there was nervousness on your first day. But no, other than that, I felt, yeah, no anxiety at all. You d- did you like school, Lee? Because I would never go back. Um, I always talk about the fact that I would go back to year 11, but by that point, I think I, it took me four years to set, like, because obviously I was quite, I was bullied quite a bit. It wasn't a pleasant place for me. Um, but in year 11, I think I'd kind of found my role within my friends and like me and a guy called Fozzie was a bit like we were the pillocks really, excuse me. And, um, you know, like we weren't, we were terrible really in terms of like we were, we were a nice group, but we were banterous mm, and probably pushed shits. it too yeah that <laughs> and they were t- like me and Fozzie in particular would we got play fighting down to an art and we would literally fly into like our next classroom like and teachers would think we were actually fighting and we weren't like we'd be over the tables and then we'd get sent out and then you know it was just it became more of a I don't know a performance but that I loved it like it just the idea of making people laugh and things like that but I had, we got a brilliant group of friends you know I still see them on a Friday night now and play football and you know <clears throat> So, yeah, school by year 11, by the GCSE bit, <laughs> um, yeah, flipping loved it. Mm. And, and that was when I came into football as well and started like, you know, so yeah, my sense of belonging probably came for the first time in year 11. Wow. I don't think I feel, felt like I really belonged anywhere before that. Mm. So, yeah, strangely, I would go back to year 11. Which is probably the most pressurised year, isn't it? Yeah, mm. probably. Actually. Although, yeah, year 10, 11 is probably the years I changed. <clears throat> To. Maybe people just come of age in those years, find their feet a bit more. Yeah. I think you're going out into the real world then, aren't you? So mm. there's p- potentially that sense of, all right, okay, what's going to happen now? Mm. <laughs> the yeah. fear. Yeah. But um, going back to the, the original thing, sorry. Uh, so Carol had put on, um, on the Facebook thing when I asked her a couple of weeks ago, she put, my husband has always suffered with anxiety and depression. Uh, this last lockdown really made him bad and he ended up in Charlton Lane for a few weeks. He found walks and keeping busy helped, but only for a short time. I think Charlton Lane is like a bit of a more of a psychiatric place. Um, he's now having his medication slowly cut down. It's not easy for the other half to watch the loved ones go through that. And I put, do you mind sharing a bit about what it's like as a partner? 
So she put, where do you even begin? It makes you feel anxious, never knowing what's going to happen next or if you say the wrong thing. It could be something quite innocent, but they think you're having a dig. Being followed from room to room because they need you there with them. Short bursts of sleep because you're aware that they are up and about. Uh, so you're on the edge um, and then you're wondering if they're okay. So many things, it's actually quite exhausting. And I thought, flipping it, like... <clears throat> It's mad for, like, I've obviously suffered with anxiety. You guys have had your bits of, you know, that. Like, it's mad for us. But actually, for the person stood there watching, must be quite difficult at times. Because you are literally, you're probably more powerless sometimes. Mm. Because you, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing, you never know the right thing to say either. Like, yeah. what does that person need to hear? I mean, all you need to be is there for the person. Know that you're there mm. as a support um but yeah, I guess for someone that's suffering anxiety, you never know what you're going to say. And is it going to be the right thing? Or are they going to take it the wrong way? Or is it going to be misconstrued? I would also say, like, where's the line? So, like, it's really difficult because when you do have friends who are struggling with mental health and stuff, when it starts to impact you, like, you don't feel like you can say that because you don't want to add more to their plate. But actually, when it starts to become too much for you and starts to affect your mental health, like... That's a really tough subject to approach, I think, because I don't want to add to their plate, but at the same time, I'm, it gets to the point where I can't, I can no longer listen because it's affecting me. Mm. Mm. But you, you carry on because you don't want to let them down, I guess. But I suppose, like, even so, like, Carol, there, you know, there must be days where she's like, I'm, I've had enough of this. Or, like, even days when she's getting a bit, like, anxious about the fact that they're going out and she's going to have to look at it. So, it, and she can't communicate that with him because he's going for his. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you kind of just get lost in it, you know, <clears throat> as the bystander. Mm. It's, it's all quite, there's a lot of hopelessness then that just gets passed around, isn't there? And yeah. like, uh, not hopelessness, sorry, not hopelessness, but well, maybe that. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a bit, it's, it is tricky, isn't it? But it just shows again how much anxiety can be quite debilitating, not only to you, but even to other people around you because they don't know what to do either. Mm. Um, but I definitely agree with what you said, Rhea, in that, you know, most of the time the answer is just being there. Mm. Yeah. You know, and just kind of knowing, right, you know, yeah, I can see you're struggling today. What, what is it that we can do to make it better? Or what do you need? And they probably won't even know. Mm. But just like, let's do something. Mm. You know, I was talking to you about that this morning. I had a new client this morning. I was talking to them about staying still literally does not help at all. Mm. Even if you put one step forwards and it turns out to be the wrong direction. You've learnt something. You mm. try, you know, standing still is not, <clears throat> shouldn't be an option really. Um, but I understand why it is sometimes. That's that comfort zone that we were talking about last time. Yeah. Um, you know, I've whacked that picture out a couple of times because it sprung back to my memory. They're getting that picture out. I've whacked it out to a few clients since uh, our last podcast. They're probably like, "Oh, get a grip." <laughs> but but it's true. It is. It's just that that moving forward. You don't you don't learn. You don't grow. I think there's like a thing that you if there's something that you think about doing or if you're thinking of changing jobs or changing, doing something you're not quite sure about, is it, if it scares you or if it scares you to go and do it, then it's probably a right thing to move for it because if it doesn't, then it's not growing you or it's not making you challenge yourself. Yeah, that's so funny. I always try to, try to live by that rule. If it scares me, if I feel nervous about it, then it's probably the right direction. Yeah. So, like, I'm coming up to counselling real clients soon and like inside my instinct is to completely back out of the course completely because I'm so nervous and scared about it that I'm like oh I'm just going to retreat from this so then mm. I know like log logically in my head okay like that's just coming from fear of not being good enough and all that sort of stuff but like like me and Lee were saying earlier 
like once you start to um, acknowledge what these specific and individual feelings are, you it almost becomes like a superpower then because mm. then you can be like, right, I know that's fear-based, so what can I do to kind of help myself around that? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it takes practice acknowledging those feelings, doesn't it? Well, that's, I talk to most clients about acceptance is key with most things. Acceptance that this is what's going on, acceptance that this is what's happening, acceptance that this is how I feel about something. It's, you know, we talked about the one last time that you can connect with the acceptance that I can't control everything. Yeah. You know, acceptance is key because then once I know, right, okay, where do I need to go from here? You know, and like I said, even if it turns out to be the wrong direction, you've still learned something. But yeah, acceptance, superpower. Mm. I also think I, the fear with acceptance is that it's also a loss. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. No. You have to lose that part of you that is holding on to that. And that contains like a bunch of things. So like your want to control what's going on. That comes from somewhere. And you're like not losing that part of you. But like you have to let it go now. Let it go. Let it go. Let, let it go. go. We always know that when it comes to singing, that probably means we need to move on to the next <laughs> session. So, yeah. So just thank you to those people who did get in contact with us about anxiety. Um, you know, it was it was actually some really really great comments on there that have allowed the last podcast uh, the last episode on this one to to be talked about so thank you very much we are going to move on to cheers guys harmful uh, ways to cope harmful ways to cope nicely thank you i don't know why i'm saying thank you <laughs> <laughs>right so we are going to move on to harmful ways to cope but before we just do that we obviously just paused it so that we can sit the jingle in and Rhea has just deeply offended me she was like lee you remind me of a radio host like darren day darren (laughs) flipping day lee it could have been worse could have been you could have had chris evans or chris moyles chris moyles is good presenter I like Chris. I used I to liked listen to Radio him. One in the morning. I did use like him back in the day, but then he got really cocky and really like Jeremy Clarkson. <sighs> it's not for me. I don't think Darren Day is overly bad. No, it could be worse. Why? Why do I remind you of Darren Day? I don't know why. When I I just heard you saying we've had a few, we'll do a few shout outs and automatically Darren Day popped into my head. Right. I'm not okay. sure what the link is. Okay. I'm uh, looking forward to this episode because I always like to have an insight of myself and what my harmful ways to cope are. So I think I know them and then I'm sure... There's more. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty more. We're, gonna <laughs> about, we're about to be seen in yeah. this episode. Yes. Vulnerable. <laughs> right, so before... I've, again, as always, I've kind of got like, this list of, of things that we can, you know... Uh, what am I trying to say? Talk about. Yeah. Um, Is it really neck. worth it? <laughs> Um, God, here they go. Oh, so I've got this list of ways, you know, harmful ways to cope. But before that, let's go into what is it that you guys, you know, you already know, hands down, this is what I do. This is how, you know, this is my go-to when things aren't going quite right. I know I back off from everybody. I definitely do that. If I feel like stuff's going on, I'm not quite happy, I'm feeling a bit rubbish or low, I will just... Avoid everyone, disconnect from everyone and just stay on my own. Even though I know that's the worst thing to do because actually when you're out with your friends or doing things, exercising, you're generally going to feel a bit better. That's the annoying bit, isn't it? That even in those moments where you're choosing to be on your own, there will be a moment where you go, I know this is the worst thing for me to do, but yet you still choose to do it. Yeah. 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 And I know I've done it. And there's certain people I will just not bother with, not even not bother, that sounds awful, just 
want to back off from because I can't be bothered to talk about it. And it's probably they're going to talk about it for the right reasons for me mm. because I need to talk about it and they'll challenge me and ask me what's going on. But I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so then I know I'll just shut myself off for a few days. And then the other thing for me is eating. Oh, eating 100%. (laughs) Well, as our listeners know, (laughs) we like our food, so eating is definitely Binge eating, going through Morrison's or Tesco's, loading your basket up with everything you know you shouldn't eat for a big fat binge. Yeah. I actually got to a point where, like, if I felt upset... I'm like, I deserve this whole big bar of chocolate because I'm upset. Yeah. And then, like, one day I was like, what What am I doing? But, like, I, like, eating is, like, a form of crying for me because, like, the second I feel the need to cry, like, I'm up up straight away in the kitchen. What can I eat? What can I eat to distract myself from that feeling? Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely do. And then I don't even, I'm not even sure if I taste the food that goes in my mouth because I just inhale it. Mm -hmm. I do for the first bit. The first, because then you get that... Um, instant gratif- uh, gratification straight away mm. and then after that it's probably nothing yeah and then I'm like well, why have I just done that for then I feel even worse and then it's just like a vicious cycle I try I'm trying to get better at acknowledging that now but <laughs> so what's your so what's your go-to so like actually if you are in like if you're having a really crappy day and you're just feeling like glum mm. what would be the the harmful food that you would probably go for chocolate always it's yours, chocolate. Yep, yeah. it's yours, chocolate. Um, chocolate or cake see mine's probably chips like my, i quite like you the warm bad chip. yeah yeah like just anything but like even the um cheesy like the kebab van around the mm. corner like i know full well that i don't need the chips because i actually really just enjoy the chicken and the cheese and stuff but if i'm having like there is something about the chips as well then that just make me feel better which mm. is ridiculous but, yeah, mine, chip, mine is definitely chips but or dominoes. But then you feel like that instant moment of, like, it's like the serotonin or dopamine is going around your body. Like, yes, I feel better. This over before you know it. And then you feel, why have I ate all that? I hate myself. There's no need for me to be a greedy pig. Why am I surrounding all this rubbish of all the packaging of all these chocolate? I always find it it's so funny, though, because, like, years ago, like, ten years ago... It, my harmful way to cope was not eating at all. Mm. Yeah. So mm. I've literally like completely flipped. Full um, But I just think I, it makes me feel sad sometimes because I always used to be like really nice and slim and like obviously I have packed on the pounds, which is fine. Um, but I like I I always think like people think of me like oh god and I just put on like loads of weight and I think little do you know that's just to stop myself from being in flooded to tears twenty four seven. Why are you laughing about that? Because yeah. <laughs> it's just gone. You're going to be a counsellor. You um, you need to. You you're going to be telling people that you need to access the sadness. I know. Do you know it's so terrible because I have such an issue with crying, um, and I still can barely cry like in my counselling sessions. And I'm thinking, gosh, one day, some Paul's soul's going to be sat in front of me, like, and I'm going to feel for them, pouring their heart out, and then I'm not going to be able to. I'm still blocked off inside. <laughs> Won't be. Only when it comes to you, though. Yeah, only when it comes to me, like anybody else. Yeah, you are like I've seen you get like a bit emotional in for other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Just can't access my own. No. <laughs> but Hashtag def- trauma. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, eating is definitely. I know that's a trigger for. And if like, especially you and I are both having a bit of a shit day, we're our we own worst enemies. Egg aren't each we? other, each arm. Yeah. Like, you'll grab some crap, and I'll grab some crap. Yeah. So we're, like, double, we're screwed, basically. And we both, like, if we are having a rubbish day, 
Marley will probably the same too, and we just want put the TV on, film, duvet, and food. Yeah. <laughs> See, I never thing. like I like that's my. I don't know if that's harmful, but like that's my comfort. Like TV yeah. has always been my comfort. Mm. Like I could like yesterday I just sat and binge watched the whole of like Paris Hilton's bloody cooking program, <laughs> which is absolute <laughs> trash. But I just love every second of it. It's it's such an escape. Yeah. Like from real life, so I don't know if that's harmful, but. You know, but- it's it's how you do it, isn't it? It's a balance of everything. Because mm. even though, like, I know you were just saying a minute ago that I got to a point where I convinced myself that it's okay because I'm having a bad day. Mm. I do do that. Do do. Um, <laughs> but I do that because actually sometimes it's all right. Like, that's me trying to be kind to myself rather than just be critical all the time. Like, I'm having a crap day. That's normal. That's human. So, like, you can have something that's just going to cheer you up a little bit. It's then if you then really up the balance, uh, mm. you know, tip the balance over and that continues into the next day and then the mm. day after that and the day after that. Whereas I don't think having an evening one day, you know, just because life's been a bit tough, where you just have something crap, yeah, get your thing on telly, chill out, and then, right, we go again the next day. Mm. You know, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. It's just balance with everything, isn't it? Mm. I do still feel guilty, though. If I have a day of doing nothing but watching telly and eating, even though I think, oh, like it's not something I do all the time and I probably need it, like a bit of a self-care day, mm-hmm. I still feel guilty the next day, like, your steps weren't even a thousand you haven't closed your rings why are you such a fat slob but that's what i mean like this again uh, we i can't remember if we covered this on a previous episode we probably have but that's where we've been brought up to think that that's bad Mm. to take a day for yourself and chill out you know we've we have this kind of yeah voice that then goes you lazy bastard or you know you're fat slob or whatever and yet, like, that's part of self-care. Like, we are allowed to have those days. <laughs> Life is exhausting sometimes. Mm-hmm. I feel like I get better at that now. Like, like at the beginning of this year, I would say, like, self-care wasn't really a priority for me at all. But I feel like I'm getting better at saying, like, no to things. Mm-hmm. So, like, my friend asked me a couple of weeks ago, like, do you want to do something? I was like, oh, I'm busy all week, sorry. Which wasn't true. And then I was like, actually, I said, I am free these evenings. I just don't want to do anything. Like, yeah. I want those e- evenings for myself. And, like, last week I wasn't very well and we were meant to record the podcast last Sunday. And, like... She let us down. I did. But I, like, normally, like, I would have just got along with that no matter how bad I was feeling. But then I sat there and I thought, actually, Marley, like, you really don't feel well. Yeah. Why are you going to put yourself mm-hmm. through that? So, like, for me, that's, like, quite a big deal to yeah. put myself first. So I would say, like, like you were just saying, Ria, about, like, comfort days. I don't massively feel bad about those anymore because mm. I think I know I need it or I'm just going to burn out and yeah. then that's when like probably my anxiety would like start to flare Spiral. up then. yeah mm. so yeah. completed hit <laughs> I haven't I haven't <laughs> no but that's good like that's what we need that's what I mean we need to change how society sees self-care mm. you know it's just yeah I've... I think you realize that you like if you're not looking after yourself you become one of those people that, like, people don't really want to be around no. anymore. Oh, definitely. So, like, I don't know, again, I don't know if this is a harmful way to cope, but I find, like, when I am going through stuff, I feel, like, very negative about everybody else. I'm very quick to, like, be negative to them or, like, judge them or something like that. And, like, when I come out of that, I, I feel, like, all this shame and guilt because I actually don't feel those things. But because I feel so bad about myself, my instinct is to, like, 
attack others. Mm. Um, I don't actually attack others, but like in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm really getting on my nerves today. So, <laughs> but I don't actually feel that way. And then when I come out of it, I'm like, oh, I don't really, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. No, but you do that. Our tolerance gets less, doesn't it? Mm. You know, and I was just saying to them, but like, I was out with the boys last night and one of them in particular likes to push that banter line. <laughs> and like I could feel myself getting a bit like riled up at times and I had to keep talking. But I know that that's just because I'm not in the best headspace. So it's easy, like any any other time, if I'm in a better headspace, that would have just been water off a duck's back, yeah. you know. But so again, it's that line, isn't it? What we can cope with, what we can't cope with. And it does um, change by the day, as of course we said. It does, especially when you're not going through the best times anyway. Yeah. You know, so. And this is why we have to be open and honest with those people around us to say when we're not feeling great. Mm. So then people do understand or can act a little different. And I always, like I definitely say, and I've got better at it sometimes, at being able to kind of go this is how I feel, but I don't want to talk about it. Mm. Yeah. Because then at least the other people know. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. and so, and one, what you're then doing as well is you're kind of owning it as well. You're saying, you know, I do feel crap, but I don't want to talk about it yet. Mm. You know, or I'm quite sad today, but I don't want to talk about it, just need a hug. Mm. You know, you don't have to talk about it mm. if you don't want to in that moment, but make sure you do at some point. Mm. But just owning it, and so then the people around you know, because like um, Carol was saying with the anxiety thing earlier, you know, you've only got to say the wrong thing or you think it's the right thing, but it turns out to be the wrong thing. But yeah, if they know what's going on, that I'm just a bit sad today, I'm a bit, I'm a bit um, uh, narky today or whatever, Yeah. then, I don't know, it probably yeah. works best for everybody then. Yeah, because so, yeah, imagine if you had a bit last night in the situation that you were in, and they'd a bit more, because it would have been, you would have bit, they would have riled up more, and it would have, could have ended up quite mm. in a heated or, or not a nice place for everyone else to be in either. Well, it's just awkward, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. there's like eight of you trying to chill out and have a nice time <laughs> around the pool table, and yeah, it can just become really awkward. And I don't yeah. think it would, like, the boys are brilliant, and it, and it, and it wouldn't, but, um, yeah. I do buy into that, like, saying, oh, I'm feeling this way, I don't want to talk about it now, so, like, people are respectful of that. However... Because Love Island is my life. Um, obviously, I don't know if anyone's watched it, but like Faye was obviously she has massive insecurities and issues from past experiences, and that comes across. You can all see it, mm. but like that doesn't give her the right to speak to somebody that Absolutely way. Not. Yeah. So I think like although it's fine to say I am feeling a bit narky today, I don't want to talk about it. You can let that odd thing go, but at what point? Does it become No, like... but that's where she was wrong. When she was telling Teddy to, like, I don't want to talk to you, mm. what she needed to do is in that moment, I'm not ready to talk yet. Mm. Yeah. We'll talk later. Yeah. Actually, yeah, because the way she came across wasn't saying, I'm not ready to talk. It was yeah. rude in what yeah. she was saying. Yeah. And she was, like, basically saying, get out of my face. Him. I'm not, I'm, like, yeah. almost mm. like I'm not going to talk to you again. Exactly. But, and, like, yeah. for anybody, though, so, like, if I'm feeling a bit narky and I say to Luke, oh, like, not today, I'm feeling a bit narky, and he's, like, respectful of that, like, and then I'm still really snappy with him. Like, sometimes he'll be like, I know you're not feeling great, but can you stop snapping at me, please? Like, there has to be an allowance for that as well, and some people aren't very receptive of that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't give, just because I'm in a bad mood, doesn't mean I can treat him like crap. Yeah. And I think it's, sometimes it's hard for you to say back to that person, like, okay, I understand, but please stop speaking to me that way. Yeah, mm. but also, like, because you're in that headspace, sometimes, like, if it's been a couple of hours since you told him that you're snappy, mm. like, you'll just probably fall back into that place of being snappy. Yeah. So having him then being able to kind of go, look, just, I know you're snappy, but be, it might then just remind you, oh, yeah, crap, I am snappy. Yeah. Just watch myself, you know, and it just might make you deal with something slightly different. Yeah. I mean, sharing it, not only it helps them, but it might help you. Yeah. Because then they can just kind of go, right, you ready to talk? Mm. Or, you know... 
just be careful you're doing this. Yeah. You know. And sometimes you need those people to, where you say, I'm not ready to talk or I'm in a bit of a mood. Actually, sometimes you need people to be like, what's going on? Mm. Like, you don't want to, I know I'm definitely someone I wouldn't want to openly just say that all of this is wrong. Yeah. Because you feel like you're a burden or no one wants to listen to what you're going on about. Where someone's like, what's wrong? That whole thing, asking twice. How are you? How are you really? Actually, sometimes you might need those pushy people to be like, what's wrong? What is really And also you might not know the answer yet. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes you've got to process it yourself. Yeah. You know, like you, you feel even more like a weirdo, I suppose, because you know something's wrong. You know you're coming across like something's wrong, but yet I don't know quite what is wrong. Oh, yeah. Mm. So I just look like and feel like an idiot, you know? So... That's okay sometimes to kind of just go, you know, I don't want to talk about it because I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, so on the list, we've got some, we'll kind of run through them uh, and see whether, you know, we match with any. Um, So the first one, Rhea will match straight away because she's already mentioned this one. (laughs) Avoiding the issue altogether. Yeah, definitely. Um, anxious avoidance is an extreme, uh, avoidance is an extremely common strategy employed to cope with situations. Um, yeah. Definitely avoid. Bury yeah. them down. Master avoider. Literally, I'm master avoider, yeah. Yeah. Until I feel like I'm... Maybe it's like a vulnerability thing. I think I just avoid it until I've had my rubbish day, had the badness or whatever's going on, and then no one else needs to know about it. It's like an armour, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's until you're ready to have control over that exactly. feeling. Maybe, yeah, probably is So you can control. be like... Yes, actually, yeah. actually is that. <laughs> it's actually that. <laughs> it's actually that because if I wanted to go and speak to someone, say I come round to Lee and Dan's, like I do pretty much every day, yeah. Lee and Dan's, and I hadn't quite figured out what was wrong with me yet or I'm feeling down, and then I'm exposed and vulnerable and upset, potentially crying. That's the worst possible scenario. Whereas if I've dealt with it myself, I've come to terms with it, I'm able to talk about it quite openly and freely, mm. but without becoming upset or showing any sort of vulnerability. Mm. Marley, why are you not a counsellor already? I, I don't know. <laughs> Live on air, you just... <laughs> Solved all your problems. That's 50 quid, please. Now I've got a waiting list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very shaming. Not taking my money. Jealous. (laughs) But no. But one of the things you talk about, I just you just reminded me as I was doing it. I found this sheet the other day, and it talked about it calls them safety behaviours. So they're the behaviours that we just uh, that we choose to, you know, go by that give us uh, mini satisfaction. So not the bigger picture, but just in that moment. And it is like speak very little, speak very softly, uh, Mm. hold my arms stiffly aside, preventing trembling. You know, stand far from others to avoid conversation. Avoiding sharing personal information, avoid eye contact, you know, all these little things that we do. And some of them are tiny. Some of them are massive. Use drugs, alcohol. I know that's on the list in a minute. We'll get to that. Avoid eating in front of uh, others, you know, use distractions Mm. to appear busy. You know, all these different things we we do. Like it's just these tiny, but they're called safety behaviours. They make us feel safe in the moment, but then... They actually get us pretty much in nowhere. In of trouble. <laughs> yeah, in the long run. So it is about working out, yeah, and that's what it talks about here. So what's the anxiety? What's the safety behaviour? And then what's the consequence of that? And then when we realise the consequence of that, then hopefully next time we'll make a different yeah. decision. But, um, yeah, that was just sprung to my mind. Um, smoking. 
No, none of us smoke, but many people turn to smoking as a way of coping if they feel stressed. And that's, again, that's probably that safety behavior, that quick fix Mm -hmm. um, that makes me, and I get, I get a lot of clients that talk about that, you know, the fact that I just got, I pop out for a quick fag. I know I shouldn't, but that's what I do. And also as people's breather away, I know some people that smoke that it's just for them. Like that's, they've got kids and they've got a family and working full time whereas smoking for them is their minute their five or ten minutes themselves where they can take themselves away outside and have that break yeah it doesn't have to be smoking kids no <laughs> you could just have a glass of water <laughs> i'm laughing to myself not because of what you just said because when you're speaking you're like swinging the mic around and they, I'm, all i can imagine in lee's head he's like <laughs> yeah you're like <laughs> You're right today. Sorry. We've managed to sort out the mics now. There's quite a bit of volume, as you can hear. So we should be all right. All right, fine. We'll see. If she gets a nasty message from me in the week, you know it's not going well. Uh, uh, next one on the list, spending compulsively. Oh, I don't do that. Do you ever that. do like, um, what, what do they call it? When, you, when you're down, so you go in oh, therapy, retail therapy. Retail therapy. No. No? Um, I'm tight. I don't like to spend any money. <laughs> I literally don't. I like. I feel guilty spending a penny. So if I ever had retail therapy, that would send me into such a spiral. <laughs> I feel like I don't splurge because I'm feeling sad. I just spend too much every month. I think yeah. I need to just tail it back. <laughs> I do, although I, I don't. In my head, I don't think I spend when I'm sad. However, I do notice I spend less when I'm alright. Mm. I'm far more content. Whereas, so there must be something that's happening mm. when I'm buying something. It's even worse now. I've got Amazon and Prime and all that jazz, <laughs> like because it's so easy for me just to kind of go, oh, I want some new shorts. I'm buying some, mm. and yet my wardrobe upstairs, I've got a double wardrobe with literally a double <laughs> hanging space and stuff to put my other clothes. And, and half oh, of his bed is covered. And in clothes. half of my bed is covered. It's not at the moment, um, but so and I still don't. Maybe that is you then retail. Therapy. Yeah, I think I, there must be something in it uh, for me. Um, caffeine. Oh, guilty. Guilty is that, is as that a, charged. Is a guilty way to cope? A guilty way to cope? A harmful way to cope for you? Or was it more just a habit? Um, like a routine? Or something? I don't really know because I I feel like I need it to get through the day. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to, to wean myself off the caffeine now. Like, I haven't drank much coffee or Monster, so I'm in withdrawal. I love Monster. Thing is, I just, when I'm at home, everybody probably has this, but, like, when you're at home, I feel fine, but the second I step foot into work, I'm like, oh, gosh, I haven't slept for 10 years. (laughs) So I need need to have, like, something, but I'm terrible because whilst I'm a very good sleeper, like, I sleep quite solidly, it takes me hours to get to sleep, and then I'm up early. It's like a constant vicious cycle, so I don't know if that's, like harmful way to cope to consume caffeine for me it feels like a necessity <laughs> also actually it is a harmful way for you to cope because actually what you need to do is get more decent sleep yeah, yeah. better routine yeah yeah so it is yeah marley we're ticking you right. off on that one <laughs> uh running away that's obviously <laughs> quite a harmful me, baby. <laughs> oh god do you do is that, that blooming david gray yeah, no david gray. <laughs> we're not having david gray on this bloody podcast do you run away Sorry if you're listening david gray <laughs> I think they're safe. I don't think he's listening. Imagine. James Morrison lives in Whitman. I don't think I run away. I think I more <laughs> close off. If anyone, I think likelihood is you're going to close off more than run away. I guess like run away, is that like running, like a bit like the first one then? Like just like avoiding people? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Like I remember like obviously the, I literally ran away at one point in my life. I moved mm-hmm. to Plymouth for a bit. 
you know, just to get away from I'm everybody. Sorry, I just had visions of you like with a stick and a <laughs> and my bag on there, yeah. <laughs> like the three little pigs. I think it. Yes. <laughs> oh. um, so I literally did do that at one point. Um, consume too much alcohol? No. Mm, why are you pointing your finger at me? Because like... this, when I was saying, we were before we started this bit, she was like, I don't think I have too many harmful ways to cope, and I was like, Well, there's a few on this list that I think are your. But last year, when you weren't in the best place, you were having like a glass or two of jammy red, jammy red all the time, weren't you? Yeah. And um, every night at one point. Every, it wasn't yeah, good. every night, yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't good actually because I was substituting that for food. Yeah. Like for oh, dinner. Really? I would I've always, always been the person to be like, I don't understand these people that come home from work, pour a glass of wine and are like, Oh, I really needed that. I'd rather much rather have a bar of chocolate or something mm. to eat. But actually last year Oh you did gosh. get to a point where you were like, I, I need a glass of wine. Yeah, right? walked in the door and I would just pour myself a glass of wine and then another one and another one and then that would be I just wouldn't bother having tea. But I quick, I realised quickly actually this is a, mm. a a way to destruction mm. and stopped it. But yeah, I suppose that was a harmful way to cope. I'm um, so glad that because I know I can be a bit probably a bit addictive to certain things. I'm so glad that I don't drink mm. properly. I do obviously have a bit, but if I started drinking at home, I never drink I don't, at home. I don't think I would know when to stop if I'd started enjoying it. I know. I think the also the good thing with alcohol is there's always that fear factor of you're going to have a hangover tomorrow or you're not going to be able to focus tomorrow or you're not going to be able to have a good day tomorrow because it always comes with mm. a nine times out of ten a hangover. A bit of a consequence. So yeah. there's always the fear. Like I'm be petrified of having a hangover now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like... I, it's not so much the hangover I dislike. It's the like, oh, what did I do last night? The fear. So I don't ever drink at home anyway. So, I, yeah, that's, that's not... That's uh, Molly, my I've seen you drink at home. Yeah, but yeah, that was New Year's <laughs> night there. That's she was, she was a mess. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah. She was an absolute mess. We'll save mess. that video for another day. <laughs> the video. Do we get to ha- end like the video? Like a half an hour video of me like being sick. Yeah, there is. If anybody's friends with me on Facebook, you would have seen Luke very nicely post it for a birthday post. <laughs> um, excessive sleeping. That's on oh, there. Gosh, you know, spend a lot of time in bed. Me. Just spending a lot of time in bed. That, I wouldn't say that was me now, but yeah, that is one of my, like, that's probably my other go-to, spending time in bed. Like, I'd rather sleep the day away than, like, face it. Right. Um, I I would say probably, like, the last maybe four months, that hasn't really been a thing for me, but definitely for, like, majority of time, I would head I'm to bed. Devil. Yeah. Gosh. Just feel like, I think because you just feel, like, overwhelmed or, like really tired and like and then I just think I can't be able to get out of bed what's the point is that depression yeah, yeah probably <laughs> oh, I think it probably is well just it? like a mile yeah. probably yeah. but I mean, yeah, like it still comes under it doesn't it yeah I think when you completely lose your zest for life and getting out of bed you Eat. know and like caring for yourself like having a shower yeah. then yeah probably you do have slipped into a bit of a depression there I think you I even could have got up and sat downstairs on the sofa yeah. and like watched tv and still had a day of like can't bother to face the world but the fact you'd stay in bed yeah probably yeah uh, red flag <laughs> we're through it now promiscuous behavior see i've just never been me like promiscuous I, I it's a struggle really i really struggle with this topic which would be interesting whenever we get around to the porn um topic because like when does it become like harmful do we think that's a harmful way to cope because society tells us that's a harmful way to cope or is oh is that just people just genuinely enjoying themselves 
well, I, I suppose it, it comes back to why you're doing it. Yeah. It's the same with everything, isn't it? Like if you're mm-hmm. if you're doing it to escape a situation or you need that instant grat it's mm. that instant gratification. If you're doing it, I suppose, yeah. because I'm needy and I need some sense of validation, mm. then it's probably wrong. If you're avoiding a situation, it's probably wrong. But if you're doing it because yeah. I don't know, I People suppose got you enjoy it. I think it. that yeah. that word <laughs> triggers me, <laughs> promiscuous behaviour. Like I just don't like that word. So I just like what? nothing else is like smoking hasn't been labelled as like a negative thing, but the second you get to like sleeping around, it's like oh, it's promiscuous, um, and that's how I feel on that. <laughs> I think that's a very valid point, Um I think like obviously people do do it to make themselves feel better, but um, again, though, it's like an instant fix. Yeah, it's not a long term yeah. solution, is it? No. And the last one that I had on here was about eating, but we've, I think we've kind of covered eating <laughs> a number of times in here. The, when we were talking, you said a minute ago about um, the dopamine thing, you know, mm. and actually this might be worth posting. It's uh, happiness chemicals and how to hack them. Mm. Oh, I had a little thing, and basically it talks about the four, so dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. And like it breaks it down a little bit and just gives you a couple of ideas of what to do when you're feeling like you need to do something. What you might then do is look at the list and you think, okay, I want to eat something. That would be dopamine, you know, and or I want to hold someone's hand or whatever. That's oxytocin. So dopamine is the reward chemical. Oxytocin is the love hormone. Serotonin is the mood stabilizer. So things like meditating, running, walks, swimming, cycling. Endorphins is the painkiller. So laughter, uh, you know watching a comedy, dark chocolate, exercising. So it's, you know, it's quite, dopamine is the reward chemical, like I said, so completing a task, doing self-care activities, celebrating little wins, you know, so it just, having these little things might just hack. Mm, That's um, interesting. This kind of negative. So actually if I was like, oh, I want to sit and eat a (laughs) family-sized Victoria sponge, I can look at my list and be like, oh, actually that's a dopamine. Uh, yeah, it is. So I should probably go for a walk. Well, potentially. They're not saying it's a bad thing. It just depends yeah. what you're doing. Because I think it's sometimes... Again, it's, like, but is it other ways of getting that? So I guess dopamine, because you want a hit of dopamine, mm. rather than getting it through eating a Victoria sponge cake, yeah, you I could would, also go out for then a walk Then if you made yourself something instead, like yesterday I came home and I really wanted to eat something really bad, but I made myself um, scrambled egg with the frankenfurter thing because oh. I allowed that on my um, sweet, and sweet, with a bit of cheese. Tasty. And it was thank you. And it was deli- and I felt way better with a bit of avocado. Oh. And it was and it was I felt way better because I'd made that and mm. I enjoyed it. And it was good for you. Rather than stopping off at the kebab van or going to Morrison's to buy a bag of chocolate, mm. you know. So it is eating food is the way to do it. But again, it's what choices you choose to make with that. Mm. Um, but you might then just look at it and think, right, actually, my thing is I, I need a hug. So you know, then you're probably trying to access the love hormone. You know, things. It just helps little, whatever catches your eye. Yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're already at fifty minutes. Five oh. Um, so we every week I, we talk about how long it goes on, and every week I think to myself, this will be the episode where we do between forty and forty-five minutes. It's not going to happen, guys. And it, I'm sorry, we just talk. Um, but very, very insightful. I've enjoyed myself. Yeah. yeah. So, but thank you very much. I think that's kind of uh, it for today. Yeah. Um, talking of food, Ria's going off to do some shopping now. Snore. <laughs> snore, snore, snore. That's um, why I do online shopping. And uh, yeah, so thank you very much. Live, laugh, love. Um, live, laugh, love. <laughs> and uh, Ria, what was the two words that. that was in your head earlier when you forgot the title? Absolutely not repeating them on here. <laughs> Let's go on. I can't we say finally it. won around. I can't say it makes me all. 
piece of me cringe. At the Come beginning, on. when she forgot the title of this podcast, it was because what was in her head? It was... Podcast, podcast peeps. Good late. Good night, podcast peeps. Goodbye, Goodbye Darren. Darren. Bye. <laughs> 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 Moscow. <Must go. laughs>